0: Hey, I'm personal development strategist, Christina Bartold, and you're listening to the podcast Personally Developing. This is a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of personal growth and development. On this podcast, I'll interview people and share my expertise on personal development in a fun and relaxed atmosphere, perfect for a drive, run, or to accompany a face mask bath. Tune in each week. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Personally Developing. I'm your host, Christina Bartold. I'm a personal development strategist, and I am so excited to have another guest on the interview series. I have been just so absolutely blessed to to chat with people who are experts in their fields, doing amazing things in communities, and who are sharing just even a piece of their personal development journey with us. Today, I have Katrina Widener, and I'm so excited. She's a business coach and a community leader. And we're going to be chatting a little bit about alignment and personal development and growth. So I'm really thrilled about this topic because it's one near and dear to my heart, but I'll pass it over to Katrina to introduce herself.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I also can talk about alignment for like literally ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But yes, my name is Katrina Weidener and I am a business coach and a community leader. Um, I'm based out of Minneapolis. And basically what I do is I help entrepreneurs, Feel it up in their businesses, and that looks a lot like just really aligning into who they are and letting go of shoulds and mm. allowing their business to just be fun and easy.
0: Mm, I love that. And you know what? When you say letting go of shoulds, like in business, in life, like I feel like this is a theme that we need, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I know for my own work with my own clients, like that is the the basis of so many of our conversations is like, I should be farther along. I should be working on this. And it's amazing once we have the power to start to let some of that go, the transformation that can come from that.
1: I 100% agree. And oftentimes too, for me and my clients, I actually started out as a life coach first and then moved into business coaching based off of my background. But I can always, always tell when someone is doing something that they think they should be doing as opposed to something that they really, really love doing or really feel actually aligned with because it's just so much harder. And especially like specifically in business, it's really hard to like get the ball going and actually get like the wheels turning when you're doing something that's not really aligned with who you are. And I think that that's true, whether it's in business or not, because even if you aren't aligned and you haven't done that work in your personal life, everything's just going to feel that much harder too.
0: Mm -hmm, Totally. And it's amazing. Like, I think there's so so much privilege associated with having the opportunity to do things that are aligned, right? Like, I think there's there's a level of um, of roles and, and things out in society that that not everyone has the opportunity to think about alignment. Uh, but I think it's amazing how many like entrepreneurs and people who have the, the bandwidth to be thinking about w- being intentional with their growth, with their development, with their businesses, with their lives, that they don't take that opportunity.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that when we think about alignment and we think like traditionally about like, whether or not we're aligned, everybody kind of always thinks they're aligned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is usually really funny because, exactly what you're saying, it is something that. Oftentimes we don't have the privilege to really be able to take the time and the bandwidth to tune in and be like, okay, what is it that I need? What are the things that I enjoy doing while I'm doing them and not necessarily after I've accomplished them, which is Mm -hmm. one thing that I always ask people as a great sign of whether or not they're operating within alignment. Because when you have bills to pay, when you have like demands on you, when you have any sort of pressure, whether it's like, I need to put food on the table for myself or I need to put food on the table for myself and the people who depend on me or whatever it might look like, it's way harder to have the ability to take a step back and self-evaluate and ask ourselves like, where, how did I get where I am now? What's working? What isn't working? What can I adjust moving forward? Mm. And it's also something where I'm like you can adjust a teeny tiny thing. It doesn't have to be like working toward getting aligned. Doesn't have to mean like, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to move to Hawaii and I'm going <laughs> to live like a vagabond life or whatever it looks like. It could simply be like, you know what? Like I'm going to choose today to make this small choice of, I'm going to eat the breakfast that the person of my dreams eats. Mm. Right. Right. Or today I'm going to choose to set down my phone for a half an hour and do something else instead of scrolling. And it, we can really like chunk it down so that alignment can feel more accessible and feel a little bit easier as opposed to this like huge idea of I have to completely change everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Katrina, so much of what you just said resonated, which is no surprise, but um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say that I, I was recently actually chatting with a client and she wouldn't mind that I was sharing this, but one of her goals was a morning routine. And we were talking about, Oh, like, you know, morning routines, you know, do like what she really wanted one. She was like, very, very mm-hmm. like, focused on having one. And I was like, okay, like, what does that morning routine look like to you? And she's like, Oh, like, I'd love to like, get up and drink a green juice. and like, you know, do some yoga and like walk my dog and then do this. And I'm like, Oh, like, why? And she's like, it just feels like the right thing to do. And I'm like, okay, like morally right, wrong, whatever. Like it's not my place to to judge you. Um, But like, why is it the right thing to do? And she's like, well, you know, when I'm on TikTok and I see all of those like morning routine videos, Mm -hmm. I'm like jealous. And I'm like, okay, well, what aspect are you jealous of? And when we really drilled down what, what she was jealous of was the balance that she thought people had, right? Mm -hmm. Like was that space, but she really valued sleep. So like for her sleeping until seven 30 was like a must. Like, so what we started to do is drill into other areas where she could find balance. And she was able to see a lot of transformation there, which is incredible. I'm so happy for her, but you know, it's those shoulds, right? Like those, I need that green juice. I need that yoga. Like, yeah, maybe, but like also if, if that's not what serves you, then that's not what serves you. I
1: feel that 100%. And I also, like, I feel like oftentimes when we decide that we want those sort of routines, we're looking at it from the outside as opposed to the inside. And that's like a great example of exactly what we're talking about. Mm. Because I know for myself, I have an evening routine. I do it every single night. Like it's a series of a couple different journaling prompts. Um, I myself have some like business cards that I pull for a little bit more direction and alignment. And the thing is, is that, It's really easy for me to sit here on this podcast and say like, I do this every night before I go to bed and it grounds me and it makes me feel great. Mm. And the thing is, all of that is true. But if I'm being really open and transparent, and I honestly believe that transparency is the secret to true connection, Mm. I started doing that when I wasn't feeling aligned. I needed some sort of an outlet to get into alignment. I needed some sort of an outlet, honestly, like during a pandemic to have some sort of connection and (laughs) self-awareness. And that's why I started journaling every night was because I needed to get my thoughts out of my head and onto paper. And I did it because it was necessary. I did it because it felt like a lifeline to me. And then it turned into a habit that I now have been able to continue out of that sphere and out of that mental space. And that's why it's a habit today. And when we talk about morning routines or we talk about those like what we look at as alignment or self-care or personal development, we like, I 100% would ask the exact same question. Like, why are you doing that? Why is that something that's exciting to you? Why is that something you're attracted to and going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper? Because I like, when I talk about self-care, I like to say that self-care is not like the thing that you do when you're burnt out and you need to come back to life. Mm -hmm. It's not, the glass of wine you have after a long day of work. It's not the hot bath that you take only when you really, really need to relax. It's saying, I want to build a life that I don't need to escape from instead of providing yourself room to escape. Mm. It's saying, what are the small changes I can make every single day so that my life is already set up so that I don't reach that level of burnout so that I don't need that glass of wine after a long day. And I can choose to have it because it feels fun and light to me and not because I need to come
0: back to life. <laughs> mm-hmm. so many things there. <laughs> um, I'm like furiously taking notes. I'm like, Oh, I want to touch on this. I I think what you're talking about is this idea of being like proactive about, about our, our self-care about our, I think our goals like more broadly, right? Like rather than reactive, which is like what we see, right? When, when I have clients who come to me, like often the point that they're at is like, they're not like, Hey, I'm looking ahead. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to see like what's within it for the future. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, hey, I have this like awful experience or I'm really struggling with my career or, and you know, it's coming from such a reactive space, which is fine, but it, there's a level of building that needs to happen. And yes, I, I think, you know, you're so right with the self-care pieces that we, I think as a society have also really like created this idea. It's like self-care is face masks and like self-care is like bubble bath. And like for <laughs> some people that might, that might be the case and that's awesome. Um, but for some other people, like that proactive self-care might be like a, meaningful conversations with their partner. Like it might be, um, exercise and whatever that looks like. And so I think that proactive piece is so key. I 100% agree. And I think that also when
1: we're talking about alignment and we're talking about self-care, like they are so connected and they are so dependent upon one another. And exactly what you're saying, like for me, self-care is taking a bubble bath a couple times a week, because Mm -hmm. that is just something that I love to do. It makes me feel good. It's something that like, I get a little bit of alone time. I'm a big reader. So I get to spend time reading in that like sphere. Mm -hmm. Also for everyone who's listening, I'm very short. (laughs) A bubble bath, like I fit into most bathtubs. So it's also going to be something that's uniquely catered to me and maybe not everybody else. (laughs) But the thing is, is that I don't do that. When it's not like the thing that I only do when I'm stressed out, it's the thing that I do because I enjoy it. And I decide like, I get to do this as often as I want to, because I enjoy it. I prioritize that time for myself because I enjoy it. And when we think about personal development, or we think about alignment, or we think about self-care, what society has kind of told us is it's an afterthought. And it's something that we do when we're already feeling low. And that is true that can be true i should say but what it really what we are aiming for is when we're talking about personal development and we're talking about self-care and we're talking about alignment is exactly what you're saying and having it be something that's proactive mm-hmm. and in order for that to happen we need to also regularly build in time to sit down and self-evaluate
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and that's asking ourselves like what is working what isn't working what like lights me up when i'm doing it what drains me when i'm doing it i talk a lot about feeling it in your body right like we all know those feelings when something is not what we want to do we lack energy our chest is tight we have weight on the back of our shoulders our bodies will actually like constrict and we get that like feeling in our gut, like it shows up differently for everyone, but you can feel bodily when something is not right for you or when something isn't what we want to be moving toward. But you have to be paying attention. And overall, most of us are not paying attention. When I sit down, I my business is primarily group Based coaching. I have a group of entrepreneurs. We meet once a week and we coach together. And that's something that is very aligned with who I am. I'm an extrovert. I'm a people person, right? I light up. Like I get this huge smile on my face. My body expands. I take up more space because I'm feeling more excited. I'm feeling happier. When I was doing one-on-one coaching, I would be drained moving into it. I would dread sitting down to a meeting <laughs> and it's paying attention to those small subtle signs instead of waiting until they all kind of add
0: up together into a huge breakdown or a yeah. huge sign. Yeah. And it's amazing how we can, we can feel those things in our body. And I'm, I'm similar Katrina too. Like I'm also a quite extroverted and I love one-on-one coaching when I have a strong bond with the other person. Um, and there's a level of, of like-mindedness there. And I find that I was in a space where I was doing coaching, uh, you know, and like still have clients like many who are wonderful. And I didn't have a great alignment because I, I wasn't doing work that lit me up.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and I was meeting with one-on-one clients who were awesome and who were doing really great things, but, you know, we hadn't really set the foundation for like work that lights me up. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm hearing in terms of your group program, because I have a similar group program with uh, a group of individuals who are interested in personal development and they're awesome. Um, and when I work one-on-one with them, which is part of the program, I feel so connected to them. Um, but I, I think, again, like it's about finding those that, you know, that rhythm of, of kind of what works for you and what lights you up and then what are things you need to do for your business and um, that feel good, but also that, um, that, that serve your purpose.
1: Definitely. And I think like knowing ourselves is really the key to figuring it all out too, because when we don't sit down and actually pay attention to ourselves and how we operate and how we're moving through the world, it's really easy to be reactive instead of proactive, like we were talking about. And when we actually do sit down and say, like even like I was saying, I journal every single night, taking the time to say what worked today, what didn't work today. Mm-hmm. And journaling's not going to be for everything or for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. Some people are going to prefer meditating, some people talk it out. Some like everybody has their own thing. But being able to sit down and self-evaluate and get to know yourself and really say, okay, today I'm feeling these emotions. Why am I feeling those emotions? Mm-hmm. And Kind of like you were saying earlier, like going deeper than the surface too. Like today, I'm feeling sad. Okay, why am I feeling sad? Well, I'm feeling sad because I'm fine with my friend. Okay, well, why does that specific thing accept like upset me so much? Why does that make me feel sad as opposed to angry? As opposed to self-reflective, what's the situation? What's my part in the situation? And getting curious as opposed to shaming is also so important. Yeah, because when we're sitting here and just being like, okay, like. I'm allowed to have my feelings. I am a product of like my personality plus my conditioning plus society plus everything. (laughs) And just saying why, like, I'm curious, why is that coming up because of this situation? Or, oh, I had this meeting and for some reason I didn't feel great when I left it. Why did that not work out as well as I wanted? Okay. So I'm finding out it's because of this reason. Let's go a step deeper. Why is that upsetting me so much? (laughs) And coming at it from a place of curiosity and just like really exp- like exploring why we're acting the way we're acting, as opposed to being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I said that thing in that meeting. I feel terrible, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. They probably think this of me and this of me and this of me. That voice inside our head, sometimes we need to just be like, thank you for taking care of me, but let's get curious <laughs> instead. <laughs>
0: Like it's looking
1: out for you, but
0: <laughs> yeah, self-talk is so huge. And I know we probably will focus on this in our work. Is that like, I, I find, especially like working with people, like, you know, they'll say they'll come to you with their truths that are so deep for them and where mm-hmm. it comes from is, is some of this negative self-talk. Um, and I have a, a few clients who are working on, on some self-care goals and like a lot of them are like, man, I failed today because I, I didn't, you know, read for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, why is that a fail? Like, you know, you had a day filled with friends with, with fun, with whatever that looks like coming on COVID Mm -hmm. times, but, um, you know, and so it's so different. Um, when we come from ourselves, uh, or come to ourselves with a place of self-compassion, like how do we cultivate self-compassion for ourselves?
1: Right. And it's, It's so interesting because I think that we have a tendency to be much harder on ourselves than we are on other people. I don't know. I said, I think that I know that we definitely do, (laughs) but we also don't have the tendency to think logically about ourselves. So failure is something that I can kind of get excited talking about anyway, but even just in this, like one instance, say we think about Okay, I didn't journal today, so I don't identify as a journaler. Like I have to be journaling every single day for a minimum of this amount of time. Otherwise, I'm not a journal journaler, I'm a failure, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like if you saw somebody else who went running once a week, would you say, Oh, that person's a runner? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so why is why are the rules differently when it are different when it comes to you? And the thing too is when we talk about failure. We have been so conditioned to view failure as a bad thing mm-hmm. when it's like, I have a, a niece who's 15 months old, for instance, mm. and when she was learning to sit up, she's learning to stand, she's learning to walk, right? She doesn't try one time and say, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm never going to stand again and then crawled yeah. for the rest of her life. <laughs> like we aren't born thinking that failure is a thing. We are born believing that if we try something the first time, it's most likely going to be pretty bad. And the second time it gets better. And the third time it gets better. And the fourth time it gets even better. Mm. And I have started talking with my clients about what if we made failure a goal? What if the goal was I choose to fail five times this month? Mm. How many bigger swings would you take? How many things that you're afraid of would you try Because if failure is something that we're looking forward to, if failure is something we view in a completely different lens of this is how I grow, and this is something that's going to get me out of my comfort zone, and this is something that's going to allow me to meet new people and have fun doing things I never knew that I would enjoy, then it completely flips it on its head. Mm -hmm. And like, even I'm going to use business as an example because that's what I do with my clients, but say- someone is afraid to get guests on a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I, I'll never reach out to that person. I'm too afraid of reaching out to them and them saying no. Well, they're also never going to be given the opportunity to say yes. Yeah. If you decide not to act because you're so afraid of failure, then you're never going to reap the benefits of the things that you're afraid to do. And that could be something as simple as a podcast guest, but that could also be something like, I used to be afraid to try new things in front of people I was dating or friends or that kind of stuff where it's like, well, what if I'm really bad and I make a fool of myself? And it's like, I had one person be like, what if you have like find a new hobby that you absolutely love? Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, you know, I can't argue against that.
0: (laughs) I love that reframe, right? Like, especially when it, it takes so much courage to try new things, especially as adults, because we're always conditioned that people are thinking about us. And I always say like to people, I'm like, I think people think about us way less than we think they do, you know, where I like, I'm a a chronic overthinker myself. And, but I I think about my own interactions, not other people's. And (laughs) I can't tell you the amount of times I've gone to someone and I've been like, Hey, last week we had this combo. I've been marinating in it. Uh, I just want to reconnect. And they're like, what conversation are you talking about? I cannot. (laughs) Right. Because, but I've like spent all this time, like making up all these assumptions about what that person thinks like the narrative, like, w- like what I think they're telling their family, like when they go home about it, it's like, nobody cares about me that much. I'm sure somebody, mm-hmm. husband, Like, um, it doesn't need to be so intense all the time, you know? Oh, I completely agree.
1: It's, we put all of these pressures on ourselves and all these parameters on ourselves that we feel like we have to operate within. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we never think about it is that we're doing it to ourselves mm-hmm. like it's so interesting too when people think about relationships and whether that's a partnership or a friendship but we oftentimes are like well this person wants me to act this way and then you go and you talk to that person and they're like i have no idea what you're talking about why would i want you to act that way <laughs> and we really do say well like this person's going to view me differently if i do that Or if I don't show up at work in this like right way, then they're not going to want to hire me anymore or all of these other pressures. And the thing is, is that when you start to get really comfortable with who you are and really curious about why you operate the way that you operate, it's also way easier to take the pressure off of yourself Mm. and to say, okay, I know that this is, I've done the work. I've asked myself the questions. Whenever this feeling came up, I like got a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and I, I feel like i have a good grasp on why this happens when this comes up now i have the tools to operate within that moment and not feel that way afterward mm-hmm. or yeah. now i have the tools to say i'm in a meeting with my boss and i make a mistake come up to them afterward and be like hey by the way thank you so much for your like feedback this is why I, this happened. Mm. I love thinking about it in terms of like familial friendships, partnerships, those sort of relationships as well, because we can be really vulnerable in those relationships and we can have the opportunity to say like, Hey, I know that that conversation didn't go the way that either of us wanted to. I realized I was really triggered by this thing. It had nothing to do with you. It's related to this part of who I am or of my past or of my conditioning. And both parties are able to walk away feeling better about the conversation. And the thing is, is that when we sit down and we get curious about ourselves and we do that work,
0: everything
1: else gets easier.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm wondering for you about like how did you get into this alignment space? Like how did how did that get there for you?
1: Totally. Um when I first started my business, I like I mentioned was a life coach first and foremost. And it really started because I had a friend who told me that I was innately good at making other people feel seen and loved. And I hated my job and I was like, "Cool, what can I do?" where if that's my greatest strength, that's what I just do for a living. Mm. And it was a huge risk because I left my job, my full-time job to start my own business. I had zero clients. Like Mm. it wasn't even like I like had done the work and had so many clients booked up. I was like, nope, I have my savings and I have like my tenacity and I'm going to move forward with that. Mm. And the thing is, is that Being an entrepreneur, enforcing like my income, my stability, my security, everything was reliant upon myself. And that is the fastest way to be forced into becoming more aware about how you operate and why you operate. You don't, if you make a mistake, you're the one who reaps like the negativity of it if you do something great you're the one who reaps the benefits of it mm-hmm. and i knew that i really needed to sit down and do that work if i was going to be successful as a business owner because when you start showing up and getting really visible every single fear you've ever had comes at you harder than anything you've dealt with beforehand
0: <laughs>
1: and even when i was trying to figure out like okay i know that i have This sort of mission, or I have this feeling that I want to evoke in what I'm doing, the work that it took to figure out exactly what that was going to look like. I mean, this was years ago, I had never met a life coach beforehand. Life coaching was not what it is even now. It was something that very few people. I I had to Google what is a life coach before (laughs) I became a life coach. Fair. And, (laughs) and I hired a life coach too. And so it was a combination of like me needing to do the work to figure out if that was actually what I wanted to do. And then me hiring someone to help me do the work to like realize, yes, this really is something I want to do and how can I do it? And it's been like a never ending journey of just self-discovery and development since then.
0: Mm. And it sounds like from what I'm hearing from you, Katrina, is that like your personal development and your growth, like it was so aligned to your goal. Yes. Yeah. And I think like what my question is, is like, what were some of the, the little steps you took to make that happen? Like, how did you maybe more tangibly get into kind of alignment for yourself? Totally.
1: First and foremost, I highly recommend hiring a coach, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a coach and you're a coach. <laughs> but when you have someone who has literally been trained to ask the right questions and to guide you through this process, it seriously it makes all of the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the other things is like one of the biggest catalysts for me was the book "You Are a Badass" by Jen Sincero. I had never read anything like it at the time. I had never really decided to dive into anything. And of course, I've read so many other books since then and listened to podcasts and attended masterminds and had coaching and all of that sort of personal development work. Um, But really that small catalyst was just like the idea that I could change something for myself. And there was a whole world of opportunities out there. And I was essentially asleep to them. I was like, I had not stopped to look at myself at that point in time and ask myself why I was doing the things I was doing and going through that process of both like really diving into podcasts and books, of course, like we all start DIYing, but then also hiring a coach and going through that process with her just provided so much clarity for me. Mm -hmm. And after that clarity, obviously then learning how to be a coach, I also had to go through and do those exercises and ask myself the questions I was learning to ask my clients. Mm -hmm. And I think that obviously when people are just getting started, listening to podcasts like yours, like listening to um, online webinars, reading books. Those are all great ways to get started without a huge like price point, but there's nothing quite like coaching and honestly, also therapy, highly recommend (laughs) therapy to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But those were a lot of the ways that like I personally got started.
0: I, uh, I was going to say, too, about Jen Sincero's book, um, You're a Badass at Making Money, was, yes. like, life-changing for my business. Uh, I read it, like, really early on when I started. And I was like, who's going to pay me? Like, who's going to want to work with me? Will I make money? Like," um, And I was looking at things at, through such a lens, Katrina, that, like, I I look back on myself and I'm like, LOL. Like, that mm-hmm. I, I thought so small about myself and about Um, what my business could be. And that book really taught me a lot about how, you know, money is this thing that we like, we allow to have so much power over us um, that it keeps us from taking risks. And it's like, every time I've made an investment in my business, uh, which in turn is an investment in myself, um, it's paid back. Like it's, I made the money back. It's a random client comes out of nowhere. Uh, Someone, I book a corporate workshop, like things I've never expected come Come to me because I I think that that's part of the um, I believe it's part of the way the universe works. Um, mm-hmm. But I I you have to like kind of believe in those things for yourself.
1: Well, and for me too. Like one of the big issues that I used to deal with was this feeling of wanting control, mm. and not necessarily like control of over other people because I don't really care how other people act. It's like <laughs> one of those things where I'm an eat freak and my room has to be clean. But if I go over to someone else's house and their house isn't clean, I don't care, but my house has to be clean. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, it was this idea of like being able to control how I moved through the world and what I was doing through the world. And when I realized too, like from listening to that book and doing the work that letting go and just allowing things to be fun and easy. And I was the one who was making things difficult. Mm -hmm. Things were not difficult. I was the one who was saying there has to be a specific way to do this, or Mm -hmm. I must show up this way or whatever it looks like. Those are things that are very common for a lot of people is we're actually the ones who are creating the difficulties for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we don't know it. And the thing is, is that when we do sit down and get curious, kind of like we were talking about, that's the only way to discover it. Because as we all know, when you tell that one friend, like the reason why she's keeps dating, not nice people will say (laughs) (laughs) she's never going to believe you until she sits down and realizes it herself. And it's the same way with any sort of, um, I like to call them disempowering beliefs or conditioning where it's like, nobody can necessarily say, Hey, by the way, you're doing this and you're going to be like, okay, cool. yeah." Yeah. But when you sit down and you're like, oh, I keep seeing this pattern happening over and over again in my life. And like I'm the type of person where I listen to a podcast and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally resonate with that that idea. I wonder how that shows up in my life. And then I sit and I think about it and I feel through it and I journal about it. That's Mm. a way to like. For me to be able to get curious about myself and say, well, why did that? Why did I respond to that so much, whether it's positively or negatively? If you respond to something negatively, that's also something to ask yourself about.
0: Totally. I was going to say, and, and not to that too deep into this too, is in, in talking about the value of coaching, like, there's also, I, I think, a huge, like, I always tell like potential clients, and, and this is what I was kind of getting to with the one on one thing is that like, I think client, I have turned away clients who want good fits for me. And mm-hmm. I, I have had people say I'm not a good fit for them. And they're doing me a solid, uh, because <laughs> I think when, and I, like, you know, everyone wants money. Like I'm business is, is, you know, money is a piece of this, but I think work that is easy and aligned and, um, coaching that is easy and aligned is when, when you have that mutual feeling. Um, mm-hmm. and I always say that to people, like when I'm done, my calls with them is like great chat. Like, happy to connect further. Like, why don't we both think on this for a bit? Uh, Because it's so important for you to be able to think like, Hey, is this someone that's going to empower me? Is this someone that's going to like challenge me to think differently about some of these things? Um, And to, to call me into better alignment with myself Uh, because I know for myself, I hired a coach once and um, I didn't have a great experience and I knew it from the moment I hired her. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, like this is a big investment. Ooh, she's making pretty big promises. Ooh, I don't really like her style, but I was so swept up. And had I sat down that day and really thought about it, I don't think I would have been, you know? So I, I, I definitely, I I feel what you're saying. I also
1: think like, like exactly what you're talking about right now, like we oftentimes make decisions from our brains, Mm -hmm. which like, hear me out, (laughs) is not really the best way to make decisions. Mm -hmm. When we use our brains, we are, are one thinking about our conditioning. We're two thinking about like our shoulds. I should be working with this coach because these are the claims she has. And this is the testimony she has. And I sh- this should feel good. And I'm going to ignore this like tingling feeling in the back of my like throat. That's basically trying to force me to say the words. I don't want to do this, but no, it's fine. It's fine. I have all these logical reasons why this is going to be great. And instead it's like that gut feeling or like, okay, I can feel that this emotion is coming up in me that where I'm getting a bad bad vibe from it or I like have this like intuition that this isn't gonna work out well. And the thing is, is that- when we ignore those and we ignore our body language, right? It's so powerful. That body language, it's screaming at us. It's saying, pay yeah. attention. I'm trying to tell you something. And we're like, but my brain says it's logical. Yeah. And those are the times that we always regret the decisions that we make. And when you really are, are and I know I've said self-aware like 15 times already, <laughs> but when you really are sitting down and paying attention to yourself and paying attention to your body and the words that are coming out of your mouth. Right. Like that's when we're going to be able to find the real alignment that we're looking for, as opposed to like, well, I'm, I'm in alignment, right? Like I'm doing this thing that everybody else is telling me to do. Like that's alignment. Right. And Mm -hmm. the truth is, is that It's paying attention to who you are and what you like and how you operate differently from the world around you and how you operate similarly to the world around you and what your likes and your dislikes are, what your strengths and your weaknesses are, and how you make decisions the best and all of that kind of stuff is really what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. And when we aren't thinking or feeling before we act, that's when we end up finding the difficulty and that's when we end up making our lives harder for ourselves
0: yes a hundred times over I uh, you know I could share, I think we've talked about this all day I feel <laughs> like we are so like-minded in that way and I, I I think that that's when people are are in tune with themselves and are, are asking themselves some of those questions and doing the work amazing things can happen for them um I'm such a I'm such a big believer in that I completely agree. It really is one of the things that
1: I would say is the most powerful um, thing you can focus on in the world.
0: And Katrina, before we wrap up, I have a few like PD related questions for you and you knew these were coming, but um, (laughs) I'm asking every guest, um, stealing this a little bit from Brene Brown's podcast of a few rapid fire questions about personal development and just to get people's brains moving and hopefully they can find something that um, resonates with them and feels aligned for them. And again, like you don't need to do all of these things. Some people love things, some people don't love things, no hard feelings. Um, But I'd love to hear from you, Katrina, what is the best paid PD you've ever done? And the best free PD you've ever done. So the best paid would be,
1: um, this is kind of not related to anything we've talked about, but it's its own sort of thing. Um, (laughs) I I utilize what's called human design in my business a lot. It's a great alignment tool um, for people who are a little bit more woo. It's more along the astrology side for people who are less woo. It's more along the personality test Myers-Briggs Enneagram side. Um, And it, explains how your energy interacts with the world around you. So your decision-making strategy, the way that you move around again like and react to the people around you, to the environmental stimuli around you. And it changed my business. It changed my life. I utilize it with every single client. Mm -hmm. So if anybody is like, okay, Katrina, that was a 10 second thing for a humongous topic. You can definitely DM me on Instagram and I will give you more information.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'll add something to the show notes on this too. um, Yeah. I've definitely felt that. So I'm a Myers-Briggs practitioner. Uh, and that's okay. kind of how I got my business started is doing MBTI for folks. And, um, and that's the kind of the basis of, of what I do my client work with. But, um, someone recently, I did the human design, like map, I mm-hmm. had looked into this. I'm a manifesting generator. Okay. So yep. I'm looking forward to learning more about it. So any resources you think are great, I'll add them in the show notes and then check them out. Yes, now. totally. Yeah.
1: And I'm, it's actually funny because even on the call already, I was like, she's either a generator or a manifesting generator. I can tell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't wait to hear why. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's awesome. And what how was the best like free PD you've ever done?
1: The free, um, oh, let's see here. Honestly, I would probably say utilizing podcasts. Yeah. Like, I wish I could say that there's any one podcast. Honestly, I love D- Dax Shepherd's Armchair Expert, even for personal development. He asks very insightful questions and. Um, I think it's very interesting the way that he interacts with the people that he's talking to, (laughs) but I also listen to some more woo podcasts that talk about universal intelligence or human design. There are human design podcasts out there. Um, and then also business podcasts for me, because they allow me to ask myself questions about my business and get things to respond to. Do
0: you have a fave business podcast for our business folks listening?
1: Who favorites are hard for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, shameless plug, come listen to my podcast, <laughs> which yeah. is the Badass Business Squad podcast. Every single episode is a 20-minute interview with one of my uh, group coaching guest experts. But I also, um, let's see here. Honestly, I really love listening to a wide variety. I mainly pick topics that seem interesting to me and browse through instead of Staying with one expert,
0: mm, fair. And <laughs> you know what, Katrina? We could probably do a part two episode on this about like how to choose learning. Um, there's mm. so many schools of thoughts so, around, especially business and life. Like, how many people you should really be learning from in one go? Um, mm-hmm. And I know I'm huge on the Gold Digger podcast with um, Jenna Kutcher. I, I like. I feel like she really taught me the foundation of business. So I feel like I owe her, I owe her one. Um, <laughs> but it's amazing because sometimes i listen to something else and I'm like, oh my gosh, that goes totally against what Jenna says, but like, that's, that's okay. Um, yes. so yeah, definitely, you know, have to use some of my discernment skills with, with podcasts, but, um, definitely I'm, I'm excited that you mentioned podcasts because I think they're such a free, uh, accessible personal development item.
1: Yes, definitely. I 100% agree.
0: And I'll make sure to uh, link your podcast as well in the show notes so that people can check it out. Um, Perfect. And then the last piece is I don't, I will not give you $10,000, but if I had (laughs) $10,000 to give you Katrina for personal development, for your own growth, and you can't put it into your business, um, so like no hiring VAs or anything, um, what would you do with it?
1: I would most likely either one, hire a coach that I feel really, really aligned with, which for me can be very difficult because I utilize human design so much in my business that they would have to be some sort of a human design practitioner. Mm. Um, But also too, I would love to be able to put that into more training for myself, which maybe this is breaking the rules because it could be considered... (laughs) Putting it back into my business, but I have always learned that when I learn more about myself or when I learn more about tools that will help my clients, that that teaches me more about myself. Mm -hmm. And so when I learn more about coaching or I learn more about human design, or I learn more about all these different aspects of what it means to be a coach and techniques, et cetera, et cetera, that that is something that I can utilize for myself as well.
0: Mm, I love that and Katrina, last but not least like if someone was looking for you where could they find you and connect with you to ask you questions or learn more about your offerings
1: yeah so on instagram my handle is at katrina.widener and that's w-i-d-e-n-e-r for those of you who are like did she say wagner <laughs> <laughs> um but i'm on there quite often i show up in stories all the time. And I love talking to people in DMs. Like I will comment on your story. We will, I will send you cat memes. It's like, whatever. I love connecting with people there. Um, uh, my website is www.katrinawidener.com. And then as I mentioned beforehand, the podcast is the badass business squad podcast.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Katrina, so many good thoughts here today. And I I could talk to you forever. Uh, I really appreciate your time and joining us on one of our first episodes of Personally Developing. And I have a feeling this won't be the last time that you and I connect.
1: (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. And you're entirely correct. I could talk about this for probably the next 10 hours nonstop. So (laughs)
0: That's awesome. And you said you love Doc Shepard podcasts and his podcasts tend to be pretty long. So um, I, I feel like with the, these types of conversations, I'm always like, I don't want to cut this off, but I, I feel like it's meant to be a snippet, you know? <laughs> 100%. Yep. Awesome. Well, you know where to find Katrina if you're looking for her. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for more guests coming soon.